You're listening to a DM podcast. Hello and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast, a series of healthy conversations with inspiring hustlers. I'm your host, Madeline, and my aim is to help positively change the way you think one healthy conversation at a time. Through storytelling, these deeper conversations have been designed to act as a virtual toolkit. I like to pack them with practical advice, thought-provoking insights, and life-changing rituals. Together with my wonderful guests, my hope is that this podcast inspires and empowers you to thrive in all aspects of your life. If you're feeling ready to rise up to new challenges, radiate positivity, and have an unshakable belief in yourself, then take a deep breath, buckle up, and let's go on this ride together. Hello, beautiful mamas and maybe mamas-to-be. Welcome to a different style of Mindful Mama. Today, I'm doing this as a little solo episode. It is actually one I have wanted to do for a really long time. And my incredible producer, Mandy, gave me the boost of confidence this week to finally bring it to you. So I am just going to have a very real and raw chat about motherhood and I guess where I'm at, things that I've learned and changed over the last probably 12 months. And I guess that has come from a place of me in the past sharing a lot of my kids and, you know, the different stages and phases of motherhood, um, both on the podcast, but also very much through my Instagram. And I've made a really conscious decision I guess, to shift that over the last probably eight to 10 months. Um, But it's probably been more so, I guess, prominent in the last three to four months since the podcast. I guess I've got the podcast back up and running and more consistent and I'm into the flow of work a little bit more. But there's a few reasons why I guess I've steered away from sharing mum life and motherhood on Instagram in particular. And I want to share a little bit of that with you. And I also just wanted to share a little bit more of my journey since becoming a mum of two. I think when I had my first daughter, Georgia, um, I shared quite a lot of that. I guess just that journey from as being a first time mum and juggling the business and lockdown. But since that, there's been a lot of shifts, I guess, in the world, in technology, um, and also just in me as a person, my mindset, the way I want to show up. And so I'm going to take you on that journey today. Today's Mama Chat has been brought to you by my beautiful friends at Bubba Bump. It is a gorgeous family business that provides a one-stop shop for not only the baby essentials, but also mother's postpartum care needs, which for me in my second birth was an absolute game changer. Bubba Bump are really known and also so loved by their community for supporting and nurturing both mums and babies. They have gorgeous baby wrap carriers, as well as some baby organic lounges, which in my opinion are an absolute non-negotiable, while also having such a beautiful focus on the postpartum care of mothers. Support the people that support this podcast and check out bubbabumpbaby.com.au for all your baby essentials and mother's postpartum care. I'm actually going to pull a card for you all, um, for the collective. And this is a card from my Conscious Mama deck. So if you're not familiar with this deck, deck, it is a deck of motherhood cards. I guess you could call them affirmation cards, but I didn't necessarily tailor them to be affirmations. They're more 
I guess, a positive thought to help guide your thinking during the seasons of motherhood. And they're co-created with my beautiful friend, Eliza, from Grounded Minds. And if this does resonate with you, you can always jump on Grounded Minds' website and grab a deck of the Conscious Mama guidance cards. They're a beautiful gift for yourself or obviously a gift for someone who is about to become a mum or someone who might just be going through a difficult time or, you know, stage season of motherhood. Um, They really have been designed to help positively guide your thinking as you do navigate the different seasons of motherhood. Before I pull the card, creating these cards, I was a mum of one at that stage and I had a very blissful journey with Georgia. I had a blissful pregnancy, a beautiful birth, Um, postpartum was pretty good, to be honest, like obviously the identity shifts and all of that natural stuff. But I don't know, I found becoming a mum of one quite a natural, easier process than I have a mum of two. (laughs) And I think that's been a big shift in why I haven't shared a lot since, you know, the last few months is because I've actually found becoming a mum of two a really, really hard task. And I think sharing from a perspective of trying to give advice or guidance hasn't felt authentic to me because I felt like I've been struggling a lot throughout the last few months. But that's where these cards are so beautiful because they can really offer you that just fresh and nice perspective that hopefully can positively influence your thinking and your thought patterns during those harder stages. So I'm just going to randomly select a card. So first of all, I shuffle them and then I hold them up to my heart and I take three long intentional breaths in and out. And then I pull a card and I just pull a card at random. And today's card says, oh, how fitting, honor your growth. So that was the front of the card with a beautiful illustration of a mum and baby. And the card reads, you feel different because you are. As a mother, you are evolving and changing day in, day out. You are learning, experiencing new situations, new emotions, and new challenges. You are not meant to stay the same. Your whole sense of who you are is evolving and expanding. Honour it and be kind to yourself. Motherhood is a never-ending season of growth. So as I said, they are the Grounded Minds Conscious Mama cards. And as you can tell by what I was saying when I first started recording and then randomly pulled that card I really believe these are so fitting and just provide you with the guidance or the positive thinking or the fresh perspective that you need to hear. And I guess that card in particular is just a reminder of the exact journey that I am currently on and maybe many of you are on. And I think the season of growth for me since becoming a mum of two has been huge and one that I could have never imagined. When I first had Georgia... I felt like I was actually where I was always meant to be. It was like I was coming home to myself for as long as I could imagine I had visualized this baby girl in my mind's eye. I could see her. I could feel her. It was so wild how deeply connected I was from the moment I conceived her. The moment I held her in my arms just felt like I was literally home. And throughout that whole, you know, early process, I felt like I just knew how to nurture her. I knew what she needed in every moment Um, and I could really soothe her and be her comfort. And then when I had Rocco, my beautiful little surprise package, which I'm so grateful for, but 
he's just been such a pillar of growth and season of growth for me. And a lot of that came down to the fact that, well, one, I didn't feel quite ready for a second. And two, I didn't have the same deep instant connection with him as I did with Georgia. And I found that really difficult. I don't know if any other mums listening have experienced that, but I found it so challenging that I felt so disconnected to him. I also was experiencing pretty intense like postpartum blues, which were experiences and they were just emotions that I personally had never felt before the depth of well one exhaustion sleep deprivation he's he's now 18 months and he's still a horrendous sleeper but I've got used to the sleep deprivation but when it came to those early stages I'd never really experienced that with Georgia I was so fortunate that she was such a good sleeper she definitely had rough patches but nothing like this uh Rocco only slept on my chest for the first eight weeks um of his life and then till about four months he would only probably have a two or three hour block in the bassinet so once he moved to the cot he got a little bit better but still at 18 months a lot of nights he sleeps with me (laughs) because I'm just so tired I just bring him into the bed because I just cannot be bothered rocking him anymore I'm too tired so it took me quite a while to really build that bond with him and we absolutely have it now but he found a lot of comfort in my husband which was such a foreign experience for me because Georgia never had that and obviously that was such a beautiful experience for my husband but um, it was just a really huge learning period for me I guess and I have found yeah that transition to two children really hard. What's been the hardest part for me and maybe and probably a lot of the reason why I've shifted away from sharing is because last year when, you know, his first year of life, I wasn't working as much. I had Georgia home with me full time. She's only just started kinder this year or preschool, I think some people call it, three-year-old kinder, kindergarten. So I had both of them at home with me, a newborn, I had Georgia home with me full time. I did have a lot of help from my mom and my mother-in-law but Ryan would leave for work at 5am every morning and it was just such a massive like shock to my system to have these two children and then this baby that just needed so much of me you know he was struggling with um, food intolerances I had to stop breastfeeding at three months Uh, we didn't know kind of what his allergies were it's turned out that he does have severe nut allergies um, and quite a few intolerances But that juggle, just that like world was so wild to navigate. And what I found during that time, because I guess I wasn't working um, and I didn't have that, my work's always been something that has really lit me up. It's almost like the biggest fill up of my cup ever possible. And I know that is so lucky that that I have that. But what I found is that I felt like I needed to be sharing. So I was naturally sharing online about motherhood and how hard it was and how sleep deprived I was. Um, I was sharing myself in my pajamas at all hours in the day, the messy home and all of that It was my reality. And at the time I wanted to share that because I wanted to show that like, I think I've always felt tricked or fooled by Instagram because it, it a lot of the time makes motherhood seem very easy and very 
glamorized and it's not like everyone goes through some form of the trenches like it's just a reality of it but I felt so tricked by what I'd seen online and I felt so almost like angry that no one told me how hard the transition from one to two kids was and I felt like everyone around me was thriving and I was like absolutely drowning. I realized that's because not everyone shares that but what I found from me sharing it was I was getting very stuck in that headspace and in that hardness. I was getting really, really stuck in that. And that's all I was spending my energy in was almost manifesting more of that hardness. And it was a really conscious decision of just months and months of feeling like the lowest and worst version of myself possible. And the thing is, I know what it feels like to feel my best. And I revisit feeling my best a lot of the time. And if you listen to this podcast, um, you know, if you listen to my mindset episodes in particular, you would hear me talk about how I will often go back and revisit experiences or situations where I felt really good or empowered or successful through visualization and meditation. So I know what it feels like to feel my best. And so I knew how low I was feeling. I was so aware of it. But there was periods where I actually didn't know how to pull myself out of it. But what I've learned from that is sometimes it is important to see in your heart because what that did is made me so aware of how much I didn't want to continue feeling like that and it made me so much more aware that I had to be the change no one was coming to save me no one was going to do the work for me I had to be the one to consciously make the change the shifts and I've spoken a lot about the little shifts that I made in terms of trying to get up before the kids or showering first thing in the morning and getting ready before I got breakfast those little shifts which at the time were so hard because I was getting literally no sleep but I was so sick and tired of almost living in this hardness of motherhood. So the decisions that I, conscious decisions that I made was one, obviously injecting some new healthy habits that were going to serve me. And a few of those things were um, setting ourselves up for a more successful day the night before. So I started to really make a conscious effort of, um, you know, Ryan and I would have dinner earlier, we'd kind of pack up and clean up the kitchen straight away and then I would get the kids sorted for the next day. So even if Georgia, well at this stage she wasn't even at kinder, but I started to just like pack a nappy bag with some snacks, water, like all the stuff I needed for Rocco, some meals. In the morning we could just get up and get going without too much effort. So what I was finding was making the decisions in the morning was so challenging for me because I was so sleep deprived. I was waking up, there were big emotions from the kids, I was emotional and then trying to make a decision of like where to go, what to do for the day and then organise all the stuff and think about all the stuff was so overwhelming. So I started to organise all of that sort of stuff the night before so that all we really had to do was get up, have breakfast which a lot of the time I would try to have a little bit prepared and get dressed and get out of the house and that shift in itself was like absolutely game-changing because the moment that we were out of the house and in nature if we're at the beach or even if we're just an outdoor coffee shop or a play date with a friend no matter what it was it made me feel so in control and it also just reminded me of like what I'm capable of and so from that I decided to make a really conscious effort that tired was not going to be my excuse for 2023. 
even when Rocco has good weeks or like a good patch of sleep, Georgia is having a bad patch. You know, she's, there's kinder bugs, everything. There's always stuff. So I'm probably going to be tired for the next five years of my life. Like Georgia still sometimes, and she's an amazing sleeper, keeps me up at night. You know, she comes crawling into our bed or something. So I just realized that the smallest shifts that I can make and the ones that help me feel in control and to make the less decisions in the morning are the ones that are going to be the most powerful shifts at that period or season. What it was also doing was allowing me to step back into my power and to realize like that my awareness for the things that are not serving me is still strong. So then I could dig a little deeper and I could work a little bit more on myself and my mental health. So from that, I really made sure I set up success for 2023 over that Christmas, New Year's period. I knew that I was obviously going to have help with the kids and I really didn't want to go back to feeling the way that I did. So um, in the October, October, I think, or November of last year, I did get a little break where I spent some time at my parents' house. Um, They just helped so much with the kids so I could get my mental health a little bit more in check. Um, We then were lucky enough to have a trip to Bali uh, where Ryan and I got a little bit more time for us and to fill up our own cups. And then, yeah, we had the Christmas break where I just really prioritized every morning going for the morning walk and doing some journaling and meditation. And I really just got really clear on who it was that I wanted to be this year, the energy that I wanted to show up in, the excuses that I was saying goodbye to, the emotions that I wanted to let go of. I was holding on to a lot of anger, resentment, frustration, all big emotions that my body felt like it had never experienced before. I'm also currently working with a therapist at the moment. Um, I guess just completely fully unblocking those emotions because I do have moments now where I feel like they creep back in and they're always moments where sleep is bad and it's when Rocco is going through a bad patch and I'll be up multiple times a night and I get really full of rage and anger very, very quickly. Mm. And I'm very aware of that now. Like my awareness is so strong. I can feel it coming on in my body. Sometimes I can ground myself a lot more, but what that's made me realize is that I hadn't fully released those feelings. I hadn't fully released those. And so even though so much has shifted for me this year, Going back to that hardness of sleep is so, I'm so triggered by that. So I, yeah, like I said, I'm seeing a therapist now to just really work through that and how I can fully release that so that hopefully I don't lean into that or I guess be triggered so much by sleep in 2024. If there is one thing that I learned the hard way after becoming a mum for the first time was how important it actually is to nurture yourself during those early stages of the postpartum journey. The first time around, I put so much emphasis on my pregnancy journey, but then I just completely neglected my body and health once my baby arrived. I promised myself that I would never ever let that happen the second time around. So my second pregnancy, I had such a huge focus on preparing myself for the postpartum journey. time to really nurture both mum and baby. I was so thrilled and happy when I stumbled across Bubba Bump on Instagram. It's a gorgeous family business and it actually provides a one-stop shop for both baby essentials and also mother's postpartum care needs. Bubba Bump's labour prep kit and postpartum recovery kit aim to really ease the unexpected pain and discomfort that follows having a baby. 
Their packs are available in both vaginal and C-section options with the aim of catering and nurturing all mothers. I personally loved the idea of these kits. It just took so much pressure away from, I guess, knowing what you actually need after having a baby. If you'd like to find out more, definitely check out Bubba Bump's full range of baby essentials and postpartum care needs by visiting their website, bubbabumpbaby.com.au, or you can just click the link in the show notes and it'll take you directly to their website. I guess once I'd got clear on who it was that I wanted to show up, I really started to figure out what some of the daily habits would or daily um, like toolkits that I could use to help me shift out of any negative emotion that I might feel like lean into or or sit in for too long in 2023. So what that looked like for me is creating basically a new little toolkit that would support me through more challenging patches. Obviously, once upon a time, pre-kids, I could go to Pilates every single morning. I could, you know, go and have a green juice. I could go for coffee dates whenever I wanted. I could see my friends whenever I wanted. Like I could really fill up my own cup on my own terms. Whether now, obviously, I have children home with me 99% of the time. So that isn't always the option to even just, you know, get out of the house and, and go for a beach walk or something. Like, I have to be a lot more calculated with the things. So I got really clear on what it is that serves me and what helps me move out of a negative space or energy. What's the shift? So I started to jot down and journal on what makes me feel good, what realigns my energy, what helps me feel more positive and sit in a state of gratitude that also is feasible with this season of life. So one of the main ones is music. You would have heard me talk about frequency music a lot on this podcast, but having a really good playlist, which helps you to shift out of energy, um, the energy that you're feeling. So whenever I feel like the kids are in a real funk, say we're home, we're just having a really emotional day, like I'm frustrated. The first thing that I go to is a little dance party. And I saw this video not long ago, a reel by Kat Johns, who's a meditation teacher, and I really love her content. And she spoke about like when we lost the art of dancing, like as kids, we would just dance anywhere and dance so freely. And as we get older, we like lose this this freeness, I guess, to just dance anywhere and anytime. And I really took a lot from that. And I really love the power of music and dancing to shift your vibration. And so that's something I've been really conscious of is one, dancing at home with the kids, but also just dancing in shops. Or if we hear music on in the supermarket, I'll say to Georgia, oh, this is a funky song. Like, let's have a dance. And like showing her that you can move emotion and energy at any moment in time. And so, you know, sometimes we'll have a dance party in the car if we get in and the kids are really you know struggling or feeling a bit unhappy one of the songs we resort a lot to is the happy song by image and heap it's so fun it's a really fun poppy little song so i have that in my playlist um just helps us all shift that kind of energy so that was one of the things that yeah i started to do was build this little toolkit so obviously the dance parties is something that i can do at any hour of the day with the kids at home with me. The other thing is obviously a nature walk. So getting the kids in the pram, going, we've got a beautiful reserve with a park so I can go for a big walk through there. If I just have Rocco with me, sometimes I'll put a podcast in. That's something that I can kind of grab 
to to realign my energy. The other things were obviously if Ryan is home and I have the flexibility to go and have a sauna, then I would have a sauna. The other things I love doing is just getting to the beach. Sometimes pulling it out of my toolkit is just making a conscious decision for what I want tomorrow to look like, being more intentional with the day. So today is a prime example where George has had two days of kinder. She's pretty wrecked. Rocco's been waking at all hours because of his teeth. So he's tired. So we're having a very slow home day. They're tough days for me. I really, the emotions are always big. The kids end up watching quite a bit of TV. You know, we're in our pajamas to all hours. But what it actually does is it's almost a reset for me to remind myself of how good it feels to get out and be organized. And so out of my toolkit today, because the energy is feeling low, I've already used the music and had a little dance party with the kids this morning, but I've also made a really conscious and intentional decision of what tomorrow is going to look like and knowing that I'm going to go to bed very organized to get up and get out tomorrow. So I would encourage you to figure out what it is in your toolkit that you have that is going to support you through these different stages and phases of motherhood and seasons, I guess. Meditation and journaling is another huge one for me. And another beautiful one is just to reground. So I really like to go outside and just put my feet Uh, in nature so if it's just on the grass you know obviously if you can get to the beach that's amazing but putting your feet bare feet I get the kids to do this I'll just get them to play on the slide or they'll sometimes put their feet in the grass with me and I just imagine the roots from the ground coming up from my feet basically or you can do it the opposite way where you imagine your feet having roots coming from them and you really ground down in that so really visualize the roots coming from your feet all the way down into the ground and when you're doing that you take some really intentional long deep breaths in and breathe back out and that is such an amazing grounding process to just really help realign and reshift your energy that's also a great one if you are ever going into a situation where maybe you feel a little bit nervous or anxious or I don't know a little bit uneasy I know with motherhood there's such a big shift with you know going out and being social it's something we used to be so used to and then when you become a mum I don't know if you feel this too but I felt like a lot of anxiety at times and overwhelmed by more social and big experiences or just gatherings and so being able to ground down and you can just do it you can do it wherever you are like as long as you can get your feet on the ground that's fine but I just find that super powerful for when you can ground down using nature so either like the sand on the beach or the grass something yeah natural on your feet is amazing process. So now that you've got the toolkit idea, I also want to share just the awareness, I guess, how I've become aware of the thoughts and the patterns that are not serving me. So this is probably, this is a hard one for me to talk to, if I'm completely honest, because I believe I've always been quite intuitive when it comes to, I guess, like my body and my thoughts and stuff. I've always been very aware of that sort of stuff. So it hasn't necessarily been a learnt process in recent years. It's been something that I've probably trusted and lent towards for a very long time. And so it's a very natural gravitation for me to trust yeah, my thoughts and my intuition and, and know what's serving me and what's not. But if you are having a lot of, I guess, thoughts or you're just in a period where you know it's not serving you, one thing I would encourage you to do is to try to think back to a period of time 
where you felt very in alignment. It might be before kids. It might be while you have kids. It can be a short period or it can be a long period of your life. But think back to that period and do this through either meditation or sitting in silence and with your journal Get really clear on what the habits were that you were doing at that period of time that were allowing you to feel your best. Were you listening to more podcasts and less Netflix binging? Were you having really fulfilling relationships instead of leaning into gossip? Were you, you know, what were the things that you were doing? So for me, that's where I became really aware that the leaning into the hardness of motherhood through social media and sharing that was not serving me. That was never going to help me be my best and show up as my best, even though it was super relatable for people and, you know, such a beautiful connection with other mums, it was not serving me at all. It was making me sit in the negativity and in the hardness. So what was it that you were doing once upon a time when you were feeling your best? And then figure out how you can integrate some of those habits and rituals and things back into your daily life now. Another way that I became really aware, I think more from the anger and the frustration and being able to catch myself there when, you know, Rocco's sleep was really bad and I was just full of rage. The way I became really aware of that was through doing uh, Dr. Joe Dispenser's meditations. He has some incredible visualization meditations. The one in particular is a morning meditation that I really love. And he actually talks you through becoming aware of the thoughts that did not serve you throughout that day. And so that was really big for me to become aware of how I wasn't showing up in the way that I desired and the thoughts that were actually lowering my vibrational frequency. And once I had that strong awareness for it and it was coming up time and time and time again in that meditation, I had such a stronger awareness for it that I could catch myself so much quickly and I could shift out of that. So one thing with Rocco's sleep, when I would feel those emotions coming on really hard and fast, I started to just tell myself, over and over over again in my head. This is the only place I need to be. This is the only moment in time that is actually true. There is no other moment than this. And this is exactly where I need to be. Over and over, I would just repeat that. Like, this is the only place I need to be. This is the only moment in time that actually exists. And the more that I focused on that and ground down, the more calm I was able to be for him and for myself. The other thing that I started to make the shift was, I guess, again, if you listen to this podcast regularly and you listen to my mindset chats, you will know that I'm so big on my positive like self-talk. And really being my, trying to be my own best friend in my mind. And that was something that I was not doing last year at all. I was really, really sitting in lack mentality, lack mindset. I was sitting in the hardness. I was sitting in the victim mentality. Like I was drowning myself in the negative thoughts and I was letting them fester. And I'm so happy to admit that now because I, I know how far I've come. Re-injecting that positive self-talk and it started with, Reminding myself, and this is something I've been doing again this week because I'm going through a really hard patch with the kids, just Georgia with her emotions are in so intense and Rocco with no sleep. Something I've been telling myself is looking in the mirror every morning and saying, there will be a day where both of my children will sleep through the night and I will wake feeling refreshed. This is not the time. This season is tough, but so are you. Keep going. You've got this. 
I repeat that to myself and then I take a deep breath and I start the day knowing that I'm tough and I'm going to get through this and there will become a time where they won't need me so much. And that is how I shift out of that negative kind of nighttime energy that I've experienced from being up multiple times and into a fresh new energy to start the day. And then I do not let myself fester in those feelings of hardness anymore. I continue all day to shift those thoughts. I shift them. I catch them. As soon as they come in, I literally think to myself, that is a yucky thought, Maddie, and that is not serving you. Shift that. And so that is something that I've become so intentional with and I think has served me the most um, this year in particular. It's also, I think, having that clear vision of who it is that I want to be and what I want to show up for and knowing that tired was not going to be my excuse. They've been the biggest shifts that have really helped me to stay on track and stay focused and I guess just committed to who I want to be this year. But I guess to cap off this episode, I really wanted to, I guess, give a little bit more insight into just why I've maybe shifted from sharing the kids as well as all the stuff of the hardness, because obviously now I'm in some, you know, beautiful stages. They play so well together at times. You know, Rocco's 18 months. He's so fun. Like 18 months to two years is probably up there with one of my absolute favorite periods of time like there's just so much personality and I just like I have so much fun with him and I guess the reason though I really shifted away from sharing is because Georgia is at an age where you know she's four she's only got one more year until she starts school and I've had moments where people have recognized us and her in particular at a park and all beautiful things like never ever like harmful anything like that but you know mum's might have sent me nice messages after it being like oh I saw you and your daughter at the park or and like I love that and that's so kind but what it's made me realize is that there might be other people who would not tell me that they've seen us and so it's not that I will never share my kids online but I think I've just shifted away from sharing you know the more personal details about maybe little periods or things that they're navigating like toilet training or you know different harder stages or emotions I've really shifted away from that so that I can just give her her own space um, to be who she wants to be and if that is you know sharing then that's you know that can be her choice when the time comes but yeah I didn't want to be the one placing that on her and the other thing is I don't know it's a really weird world now just the online space and yeah I think I've just decided from multiple levels that sharing my kids as heavily online as I used to doesn't feel in alignment and feel right for me right now at this point in time and sharing motherhood in depth online also doesn't feel good for me so you know my next level self my Maddie who wants to be the present mum who also has a thriving career is making different choices and that's really sitting in sharing my work because I believe that this podcast show this is why I I started a podcast show I didn't start an Instagram account the Instagram account and the Instagram following came with having a podcast and so you know I've really moved back into wanting my Instagram to push people to listen to my podcast so that's really what it is there for now 
But I hope that this episode has been, I guess, a little bit, yeah, I hope it's been enjoyable for you. I hope you've got something from it. If you do ever have questions, like I still absolutely love connecting with you over motherhood. It's just, you're probably not going to see it in my stories as much. Hopefully you see on my channels, me giving you habits and rituals and little hacks that really serve us as a family and help us to be our best and help me as a mum to show up as my best and in my power. And so I really hope that that's what I can inspire you to do on this journey. But if you did enjoy the car that I pulled at the start, you can grab those from Grounded Minds. But I also wanted to do something fun today. And if you did enjoy this episode, I would love one, if you could share it with another mama um, who might enjoy it, but two, which you can just do that by clicking on the um, app. It actually gives you the option to copy the link and share it or to share the link. So you can share this episode link directly with a friend, either through like Instagram or text message. Um, The other thing I wanted to do was obviously reviews really help this show. So if you do enjoy this episode or any of my other episodes, um, could you please leave a review on the show? So you can press the stars, hopefully it's five, and you can leave a little um, description if you're on Apple. I know, I think it's like 98% of you listen on Apple podcasts. Um, So if you do listen on Apple, that would be incredible. I know Spotify now allows you to just do it by I think you can just do a rating with stars. But what I'm going to do is if you do leave a review, do a little screenshot and send it to me on Instagram at Madeline Crafer. And I'm going to send um, quite a few of you a deck of the Conscious Mama cards to say thank you. The reviews help this show so much because it actually helps the show to be recommended to other listeners who are listening to other podcasts that might be similar. So I'd be so incredibly grateful for you um, leaving that review. And as a thank you, I'll be sending a whole bunch of you a deck of the Conscious Mama cards. So thank you once again for listening. Thank you for your incredible support, both on my motherhood journey and on this podcast. I love connecting with you. It's such a privilege having this platform and being able to share my learnings and insights and I guess my journey overall so thank you for your time once again and I'll be back in your ears very soon